This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food, and drinks on Highway 13. Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. Today we talk to the winner for today in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. A farmer from Riverhurst, who also farms in Alberta, says he has finished seeding in this past week's moisture is great news at both farms. We have some surprisingly strong numbers for farm income from Stats Canada and reaction from Western Wheat Growers' current Secretary-Treasurer, Jim Wickett. Real Agriculture talks to Ceres Global Ag. The company announced a $350 million canola processing facility at Northgate in southeast Saskatchewan yesterday. The Yorkton area gets some much-needed moisture, but freezing rain accompanies it. We hear from retired agronomist Tom Weir. We also have the latest cattle market report from the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain. Helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazenk Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazenk, 306-721-6667. Today's 620 CKRM Country Cookout winner farms in both Saskatchewan and Alberta. Ben and Helen Clausen operate farms at Riverhurst, about 195 kilometers northwest of Regina, and Coaldale, Alberta. Ben Clausen says he has finished planting, and this week's rain was welcome. We farm about 9,000 acres in Saskatchewan and about 3,000 in Alberta. What kind of seeding progress have you made? We are done. Well, good for you. When did you start, and when did you finish? We would have started April 9th in Alberta, and we finished May 19th, I want to say. So tell me about what crops did you put in this year? We seeded durum, spring wheat, barley, flax, canola, lentils, and peas. What moisture have you gotten over the past weekend on both farms? Two inches of rain at both places. So it was pretty widespread moisture then. Very, yeah. What did that mean for you on the farm? It was the difference between getting all the crop to come up and not getting the crop to come up. It was a million-dollar rain for us. So very important to get moisture, but you'll still need timely rains, I take it. Absolutely. Now, was it very dry in both Alberta and Saskatchewan farms? Actually, no. Um, Saskatchewan started out very good and moist, but as the heat came, it just dried out the top. We have lots of reserve moisture where we are at, but we needed enough just to get the crop started. Uh, Alberta is drier. Oh, really? Alberta is much drier? Mm -hmm. Where we are, Alberta is drier, yes. And it's where in Alberta? We would be in the Lethbridge-Tabor area. What about grain prices? What are your thoughts there? 
well, we're excited about where they're headed. Hopefully they stay there till fall time. What impact has COVID had with you on the farm? Actually, our day-to-day operations really haven't changed much at all. Any livestock at all? None. How do you operate two farms so far apart? Do you transport a lot of equipment? How does that work? We transport combines only. and We have separate equipment at both farms other than combines. Those we haul back and forth. And you find the logistics, you can still maintain both farms? So far, it's working. This is year number three for us. Ben and Helen Claussen operate farms at Riverhurst, Saskatchewan, and Coaldale, Alberta. They're today's winners in the 620 CKRM Spring Country Cookout Contest. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca and Co-op Hail Insurance. They've been there for farmers for over 75 years, and they'll be there for you. StatsCan says realized net income for Canadian farmers rose 84% in 2020. Strong growth in sales outpaced slightly higher expenses. The increase follows a 10% gain in 2019 and a 33% decline in 2018. Excluding cannabis, realized net farm income was up 72% at $9.5 billion. StatsCan says rising crop receipts from strong export demand, combined with lower machinery, fuel, and fertilizer prices, pushed realized net farm income higher. Saskatchewan accounted for over 60% of the national increase, while realized net income declined in B.C. and the Maritimes. Farm cash receipts had the biggest gain since 2012, with crop revenue up 15% to $42.4 billion. Canola receipts jumped 19%, with rising exports to China and shipments almost doubled to the European Union. Lentil receipts more than doubled in 2020, as prices rose 39% and marketings jumped almost 50%. Strong demand for lentils from Turkey and India boosted exports. Farm cash receipts for wheat rose almost 11%, with marketings up 12%. Demand for flour rose as more Canadians cooked at home during the pandemic. China also had strong demand for feed grain. Livestock receipts dropped 1.1% last year to $26.3 billion as the pandemic disrupted meat processing supply chains and forced temporary meat packing closures. Cattle receipts were down 5% last year with prices down 3% and marketings down 2%. Hog receipts rose 1% last year due to strong export demand for pork. Crop insurance payments rose 21%, due mainly to crop damage in 2019 and poor harvest weather that year. Overall, total net farm income rose $2.6 billion to $8.1 billion, with increases in Saskatchewan and Ontario accounting for over 60% of the national rise. In Saskatchewan, total net farm income was $2.9 billion, while across Canada the total $8 billion. The Secretary-Treasurer of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers is somewhat surprised at the growth in farm income in 2020. Jim Wickett of Rosetown says he was surprised at the 84% jump in realized net farm income across Canada, with Saskatchewan helping to lead the way. I'm a little shocked that it's as high as it is, but, you know, with a number of factors, we had literally a perfect fall, so there wasn't a whole lot of grain-drying bills go on. The fuel was down literally half from the year before, so... That, combined with uh, some pretty, really, canola more than doubled from where it started at fall to, to right now. So 
yeah, I guess I did, didn't really think of it, but yeah, I can see it being that way. But as we know, expenses are catching up. Uh, fertilizer has literally doubled in price for this spring. So I guess the input guys are playing a little bit of catch up. Any surprise that Saskatchewan had such a large percentage of the Canadian increase and Canadian amount? Uh, I wouldn't say, uh, you know, a little surprise for sure. But given, you know, our position in the canola markets, uh, especially one other factor is the the railway was able to set record export paces. I mean, I think they're at 14 or 15 months consecutive uh, records. So it goes to prove if, if we can get our stuff to market, the world wants it. And, uh, you know, just for agriculture, the uh, the pandemic turned out to be almost a perfect storm for that, for pricing it. You know, it had people more, I guess, in tune where their food comes from. And in, in and around the world, there's a lot of countries that are making darn sure they have ample supply. So the StatsCan report has no huge surprises, just that you saw it didn't see 2020 as quite buoyant as they painted what it turned out to be. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm a little bit surprised as how high it is. You know, like I say, you throw in some of the input numbers like fuel and then fertilizer were down. And then the prices, you know, in some cases, especially in the oil seed side of things, literally doubled. So big demand. Guys were able to get crop. Uh, I think there was guys sold. Uh, you know, I know a few guys that had sold some pretty large amounts and were able to uh, make some lump sum payments on loans. So that that stopped the interest clock on, on some of those loans. So, you know, a number of factors, I think, combined to make this a good year. Um, like I said, a little shocked that it's as good as it is. But as we know in agriculture, next year's, uh, this year's another another day and next year country. And I know uh, fuel uh, prices are up substantially from last fall and, and fertilizer prices are certainly uh, much, much higher than last fall. So, Things have a way of correcting themselves, and I'm sure this is just one of those. How did uh, you fare for moisture during the past week? Really well, really well. About an uh, inch and six tenths around here, uh, up to north of me. Some areas there had around the two-inch mark, so absolutely fantastic. We were really getting dry the top bit. A few guys had quit seeding and were kind of waiting for a rain. So if you were to write this up in the book, and this is absolutely the perfect timing, I think, for most guys. And, and it's nice and bright and sunny today. It's a little chilly, but it still uh, seems like the crop's jumping under the ground today. Jim Wickett farms at Rosetown and is secretary treasurer of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Big news coming from uh, Series Global Ag. Plans for uh, a canola processing plant at Northgate, Saskatchewan on uh, the Canada-U.S. border. And uh, we are joined now on Real Ag by Robert Day, the CEO of Series. Robert, can you fill us in on the plans for this canola processing facility? Yeah, absolutely, Kelvin. Thanks for the opportunity. You know, we've been looking at uh, canola crush for several years in Northgate. 
Um, we really felt that it was an attractive opportunity um, all along. Um, it's a it's a significant investment, so it's not to be taken lightly. Um, more recently, with the development of the renewable diesel industry, the announcements of some of the capacity to come online, and then just the impact that 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 we believe that's going to have on canola crush margins, um, you know, in the next five to 15 years, we felt that this was the time to uh, to move forward with our plans. Um, the the project itself really takes advantage of the unique location that we have in Northgate, Saskatchewan, which is right alongside the North Dakota border. And what makes it unique is that it's directly connected to the BNSF Railroad. So this will give us an opportunity to originate canola, um, crush it there, and then the products go outbound onto the BNSF Railroad directly into the U.S. market or to U.S. ports. Um, and, and for most of the destinations we're going to, we would have a, a significant cost advantage because of that uh, of the makeup of that location and the direct connection to the BNSF. So that's that's what it is at a high level. Um, you know, we're we're targeting a 1.1, you know, 3,500 ton a day, 1.1 million metric ton a year canola crush plant with around 500,000 metric tons of uh, canola oil refining. What does that look like in terms of the delivery setup and and infrastructure on the ground there for farmers? Um, yeah, so for farmers, uh, you know, today we operate at the Northgate site with a high-speed grain elevator. Um, we are receiving canola today, and, and we also handle other products. We will continue to, to do what we're doing today just with significantly more volume because of the, uh, the capacity of that crush plant. So for farmers, what it's going to mean are more truck dumps, um, more demand for their canola, better prices for their canola, and uh, and you know we expect that we'll see uh, you know an increase in acres uh, canola acres planted as a result of that. Okay, well that was going to be one of my questions here because with the with all the other uh, we've seen several major crush pond announcements here over the last two months, and uh, and there's some I guess the question of of where that supply is going to come from. Do you anticipate more canola acres, higher yields, reduced exports of of raw canola seed, or is this a, a mix of all three in this scenario? It's a mix of all three, and we also expect to originate about a third of our volume from U.S. farmers. So we expect two-thirds Canadian, one-third U.S. Does that mean more canola acres in, in North Dakota, Montana? Yes, we believe so. Okay. Yeah. So also from a, a farmer perspective, then, Robert, where or how will you be procuring this canola? Is, are you using a third party or is this within the series family of companies? I know Delmar Commodities, that company has been brought under the series umbrella a couple of years ago. How is the, the procurement side of things going to work? So we'll procure it with uh, our existing team. We, we currently have a team that is committed to origination of agricultural products for Northgate. Um, that team covers a wide area. They're, like I said, they're originating canola today. They also originate spring wheat, durum, oats, and some other products. Um, we, we may add to that team if needed, but uh, for, by far and large, the, uh, the human resources and the infrastructure is in place to, to execute on this from day one. And I guess uh, I haven't asked you about the timeline yet, but uh, 2024, I believe, I see uh, is, is the kind of the date on the calendar? Yeah, typically um, a canola fresh crush plant from day one, once the decision is made, it takes about four years. I think a lot of announcements suggest that it's going to be sooner than that, but, um, you know, we, we can expedite that a bit because of the infrastructure that we already have at Northgate. Um, our plan is to, uh, is to, is to complete some of the initial stage things that we're doing. Um, you know, we've confirmed water access. We're, we're ironing out kind of all the power issues. 
getting our, environment, our environmental permitting so that we can break ground um, in the spring of 2022. And, uh, and, and once that happens, it takes about two years uh, or so to complete a project like this. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. This spring, apply pre-emergent edge microactive group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly sunny sky today, wind east 20, and a high of 11 degrees. The low minus 1 tonight with frost. Thursday, sunny, wind southeast 30, gusting to 50. The high tomorrow, 16, the low plus 4. Friday, partly cloudy, the high 20, the low 7. Saturday, sunny, the high 17, the low 7. Sunday, sunny, the high 21, the low 10. Monday, sunny, the high 25, the low 11. Tuesday, sunny, the high near 26. Normal high for this date, 21, the normal low is 6 degrees. The sun rose at 4.57 this morning. It sets at 8.54 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Maple Creek at 12, the cold spot, Collins Bay up north at plus 2. Estevan is 7, Saskatoon and Swift Current 9, both Weyburn and Yorkton 7 degrees. Regina with scattered clouds, it's 9 degrees, that's 48 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east-southeast at 21, gusting to 41. Humidity is 46%, the barometer dropping 102.7. Scattered clouds in Moose Jaw, it's 7 degrees. Winds are from the southeast at 26, gusting to 35. Once again, Regina, few clouds and nine, that's 48 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The Yorkton area received some much-needed rain over the past few days, but some of it fell in the form of freezing rain. Retired Yorkton agronomist Tom Weir says it might be a concern to canola producers who seeded deeper to find moisture. Well, yeah, there's uh, some concerns out there. I guess uh, a lot of the canola in this area anyways wasn't up yet, and uh, the freezing rain probably didn't affect it. Uh, actually, the rain sort of keeps coming down and freezing and keeps that uh, temperature at about zero. So wouldn't think we saw any fr- frost damage from there. But, yeah, the guys, the canola that hasn't uh, emerged and seeded a little deep, I know I have talked to growers that seeded at three-quarters of an inch, an inch deep. And uh, now the problem is with this rain, it washed in off the sides of the of the furrow, and so the, that three quarters of an inch maybe is now 
an inch and a quarter, inch and a half deep, and those that went deeper, in, an inch deep. Uh, yeah, it's getting pretty deep and packed. Uh, so there may be some emergent issues coming from that. Uh, so growers are going to have to go out and, and look at their stands and count uh, their uh, plants per square meter or plants per square foot and figure out what uh, type of stand they have. Weir points out it's not too late to reseed. No, we're, you know, I mean, uh, there are a number of years that we don't uh, we see guys seeding into June uh, on a regular uh, without reseeding. So it's still not too late. Uh, they'll have to make a, a, a good evaluation of, of their stand, how uniform the stand is, and, uh, you know, take a look at the, at the other factors. Of course, right now we've got good moisture, and if we get some temperatures, the emergence will be quick. But, uh, yeah, the... the it's not too late they can make a decision. Weir says the freezing rain won't have a serious impact on cereal crops. No, no, they might. it might be a little tattered looking, but I don't think there'll be any issues. Weir says there is a guide to determine if reseeding is necessary. There is one thing, that, a tool that uh, I've used, found last year, and I've used it and found quite useful for doing stand evaluations. It's actually a, a, an app on your phone that it was uh, created for soybeans to take uh, soybean stands uh, assessments. But uh, I used it last year on canola and on uh, peas and a couple other crops, and it worked quite well. So uh, it's something for uh, growers that are out there taking their stand counts. It's called BeanCam, B-E-A-N-C-A-M. And uh, it's quite easy to use. You just uh, position your phone or your uh, tablet over top uh, of the of the crop, line up the lines with the um, rows of, of the uh, crop coming up, and you take a picture, and it then does account for you. It's set up. Uh, the only negative of it, I guess, is that it's set up for seven and a half and fifteen inch row spacings. And a lot of ours are 10 and 12, but uh, you can do a, a quick calculation. For instance, if you've got 10-inch row spacing and you use the 15-inch selector on the, on the app, you know that it's about uh, 50%. You have to multiply it by, by about uh, 0.67, and you'll come up with the, the stand. So just throws one more uh, calculation into it. But And there's also a calibration to a process you can go through to calibrate it but it's a real quick and easy way to to do a stand count i know it's, it can be quite time consuming and growers don't really do it a whole bunch but this uh this app really speeds it up uh, and uh you take six counts uh and bang you've got the, the stand for that area yeah and you can do it in 10 minutes rather than probably uh, 45 minutes doing it the manual way. Tom Weir is a retired agronomist in Yorkton. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. Feeder cattle prices were mixed across Saskatchewan this past week. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie explains. Well, we sort of saw a bit of mixture, I guess, this past week. So feeder steer prices were mixed to higher across the weight category. 
And so the largest price increase we saw there was in the 400 to 500 pound weight category. And those guys were just gaining back some of their losses from the previous week. So their prices went up $5.50 per hundred weight to end the week averaging $243.17 per hundred weight. The largest price decrease we saw for the steers was in the 600 to 700 pound weight category. Those guys going down $1.83 per hundred weight to end the week averaging $211.17. When we look at the 800 to 900 pound weight category, they ended the week with an average price of $180. And we look at the feeder heifer prices, they were a little bit more mixed uh, across the reported weight categories. So the largest price increase we saw there was in the 600 to 700 pound weight category, with those girls going up $4.18 per hundred weight to end the week averaging $182.10. The largest price decrease we saw was in the 800 plus pound weight category, with prices going down $1.55 per hundred weight to end the week averaging $157.20 per hundred weight. Natasha Wilkie is the acting provincial cattle specialist and compiles the weekly cattle market update for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboine and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Also brought to you by Sask Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Feed barley declined $12 at 282.68. Canola fell 960 at 659.27. One red spring wheat rose 55 cents at 283.64. The rest all unchanged. Durham 290.27. Flax 712.63. Lentils 770.50. Oats 209.53. Yellow peas 374.52. Feed wheat 238.84. Minneapolis spring wheat July futures are down a quarter cent. At six fifty-two and a half cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. Now the latest livestock quotes. This is Jordan with the Cinnaboy Livestock. We had a regular cow and bull sale on May nineteenth. Prices have gone up a little since our last sale. Hefferette sold from one twenty one to one forty. D1 and D2 cows sold from 90 to 112. D3 cows sold from 80 to 90. And slaughter bulls sold from 107 to 116. This is Jordan Stevens with the Cinnaboyle Livestock Market Report. Have a great ranching day. And the latest pork prices, $233.37 per CKG. That's both the Brandon and Moose Jaw plants. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg, and SMHI. Landowners, SMHI provides continuous coverage at cost. Contact your RM office today. Municipal Hale, farmers insuring farmers. The Canadian Grain Commission has released a new online tool to help farmers quickly and accurately determine the volume and test weight of their grain. The test weight calculators for Canadian grains are available online for free on the Grain Commission's website. The calculators make it easier for producers to calculate the test weight of their grain in three commonly used units of measurement, kilograms per hectolitre, pounds per Avery bushel, pounds per Winchester bushel. 
The tool also includes calculators to help producers convert metric tons to bushels and determine the volume of grain in bins, piles, and containers. With this information, farmers will be better equipped to make business decisions on their farm. For example, accurate volume estimates are critical for farmers, especially when reporting for crop insurance. The tool will also help farmers determine Winchester bushel weights when delivering against a U.S. contract. Test weights are also important when calculating how many trips can be made hauling grain to elevators and storage facilities. The Avery or Imperial bushel is slightly larger than the Winchester U.S. bushel. On the markets, the TSX is up 165 points at 19,729. The Dow has gained 70 points at 34,382. Oil is down 19 cents at 65.88 a bushel. The Canadian dollar is down 29 one-hundredths of a cent at 82.58 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.